11 to 1. Monday Motivation. Motivation. Reading through B.B. Baskin's incredibly colourful life and career, it is hard for me not to feel a twinge of envy. She was the first woman in Ireland to have a chat show of her own, breaking every mould in Irish TV at the time. And throughout her broadcasting career alone, she presented over a thousand TV shows and her dulcet tones were heard not only on the Irish airwaves, but across the pond on BBC and London-based commercial stations. Not content with life in the media, despite her success, she left Ireland for India to clear her head for a few weeks, but fell in love with the country and ended up refurbishing a landmark building, which became a heritage hotel of India. Her discovery and study of Ayurveda, the Indian system of wellness, led her on a path to a happier, more content life, something she wishes for all of us. And in fact, she's released a book called The Happy Book Volume 2, which is an instant mood lifter and something we could all do with this Blue Monday. Bibi Baskin is on the line with us for much needed Monday motivation. How are you doing, Bibi? I'm very well indeed and delighted to be here. Thank you, Sinead. Oh, it's a pleasure to have you. I mean, you know, first woman in this country to present her own chat show, a chat show that was extremely successful. I mean, you're a trailblazer for women like me coming up the ranks. Did it seem that much of a significant moment for you at the time or was it just a great opportunity? Uh, it, it didn't seem like either one. I was grateful to have a job. You know what it's like when you're, say, late 30s and into the 40s. You're mostly concerned with getting the mortgage paid and paying off the car and that sort of stuff. So for me, it was just another job. I'd started an RTE doing what it says in the papers on radio mm. once a week for about six months. And then I became a reporter on a new evening program called Evening Extra. And out of that, I got my own show. So whereas I have a deep sense of gratitude for that, it never dawned on me at the time that I was the first woman to do this chat show on her own. And really, you know, it is with deep gratitude that I say this. When you look now, there are still not enough women with shows of their own. They flash in here and there, but they're not a constant like some of the men. So, yeah, deeply grateful. But at the time, it was just another day in the office. Well, for me, you know, you're the, the, the person that we, you know, myself having our own show after after a long uh, struggle in the, in the wings. It's great to look up to the likes of yourself. Yeah. But, you know, how do you do it? Because looking back at interviews you did, particularly with people that would have had me breaking out in a cold sweat, can I just say. Uh, Did you ever feel the pressure? You just looked so, like, calm and collected, you know? And, like, 90% of a show's success rests on the presenter's shoulders. Well, I suppose that's true. No, I didn't feel uh, any huge pressure. Um, For all my life, I suppose, I've never been hugely impressed by people who have a great quantity of one quality rather than another. Maybe great beauty, great sportsmanship, great singing ability. You know, everybody's human at the end of the day. And I didn't see much of a difference in the guests, despite their rank and status, uh, apart from the common humanity. And I think probably that attitude kept my feet on the floor. Oh, absolutely. It really did. Mm. And, you know, did you ever suffer, though, from what a lot of women suffer, imposter syndrome? Now, I suffered from this quite a bit, particularly when I started out. Oh, you're not going to be good enough. They made the wrong choice. They're going to take the show away from you. All that sort of stuff. No, 
I didn't give a shit to tell you the <laughs> truth. I really, you know, look, I'm the one that gave up the show in the end, you know, not the other way around. So no, I was fine about that too. <laughs> but, you know, this begs the question then, why did you give it all up and head off to India? Oh, oh, I know exactly why. Um, I got bored with repetition. I always get bored with repetition. And when I have to do the same thing day in, day out, year after year... I then start to think about, I need to change this. Now, I was just at the end of my 40s, and I figured when I first got the idea to leave, I was a little bit younger, 44 maybe, and I thought, you know, I'm going to be driving in and out of this avenue, this same avenue, for the next 20 years at least. Surely there's more to this life than this. Surely there's a big wide world out there, and I want to get out there and explore it. And that's the only reason I left. And by God, I did explore it. Yeah, you I did. did. <laughs> you did. I mean, you went on a three-week holiday to India, yeah. stayed for 15 years. You know, uh, you, you set up a really successful hotel, refurbished all of that. But do you think that we need to get out of that rat race in order to see opportunities that might better serve us? Oh, I think uh, we absolutely do. I think it's very important for our mental health in particular. And in this country, we don't talk enough about mental health. Mm. And I'm sure there are several people with very serious issues uh, mentally because of the COVID thing. So I think, yeah, and COVID has given us, despite its awfulness and the absolute hell that many people are going through, not just those who are sick, But it has given us an opportunity to slow down. It's been forced upon us and to rethink and reevaluate. I created a little ad for um, something to do with the happy projects I'm involved in. Yeah. And and I wrote, uh, COVID cannot take away our dreams. I love that. You know, it can't. COVID cannot take away your dreams, I would say to your listeners. So get dreaming about whatever change you want to bring into your life. Doesn't matter, small or big. Not everybody should go off to a developing country with no business experience or qualification (laughs) and set up a hotel. No, not everyone should do that. And not everyone could do it. That's the thing. But, Uh, you know, whilst many of us struggled with lockdown, you know, you you wrote recently that you quite enjoyed it. Were there times, though, when you were sick of staring at the four walls and also, are you still enjoying it this time around? Oh, I never get sick of staring at the four walls. I do meditation. I have loads of books. I can grow a few things in the garden. I can dream dreams and plan plans. I never get fed up with the four walls at all. The last time I was out was before Christmas. Grand. But I, I must go out and walk a bit more. It's also important to get fresh air and a bit of exercise. But no, I'm I'm very much at ease, Sinead, with my own company because I grew up in quite a solitary way. So I've always had to rely on books and pianos and that sort of thing uh, to keep me buzzing along. And Emma still does that today. And, you know, I, I mentioned this wonderful book. I've been mentioning this since you kindly sent it in to us at the start of the mm. year. You know, this is now my go-to. If I'm feeling annoyed, I flick open a page. And actually, as I do so here now, smile more. When we smile, we cannot help but feel a lightness of being. And I, I have to say, it's it's so true. Tell me about this wonderful book. How did you, this come about and why did you decide to give us this nice little helping hand at this time uh, of the year? Well, first of all... Um, There was a precursor. About a year ago, I I wrote, uh, what was it called? I have it right beside me here. Uh, Bibi's Wellness Wisdom. Mm -hmm. It was a collection of quotes that can keep you well mentally and physically. Things to do, little tips 
that would make you feel better and, and more well. And then when the first lockdown happened, I thought people, many people are not going to find this easy. And somehow the word happy came into my head as an aspiration. And so the happy book was born. And now there's been a recent development, which is, is very exciting, and we hope it'll work. Um, we also got the idea, we being the small cork publisher, number one media group, uh, who's published the books, <clears throat> Michael and I got the idea that if we could somehow organize it, that a complimentary copy of the happy book would be given as a gift to every resident in the nursing homes all over the country. Now, that's a huge bill, so we do need a little bit of support. And what we're hoping to get, uh, Sinead, is that a local business that is within the same community as the nursing home might like to sponsor, because that business probably knows the resident of the nursing home and their relatives and their families before them and after them and that sort of thing. So that's the next stage of the happy book. Oh, I love that. And I think that every person in a nursing home would so, so benefit of this. So if there is any local businesses out there that would like to help distribute uh, BB's wonderful, happy book to a nursing home in the area, absolutely reach out to us here and get in touch with us on 086-1800-658 and we'll put you in touch with BB. Is that the best way to do it, BB? Yes, that's a great way. We actually do the distribution. They don't have to do anything except decide how many books they would like. And then we also get them publicity like we're doing right now. Fantastic. Uh, that sort of thing. Yeah, so I, I'm hoping that'll work. And then the other happy joint, as you know, is BB's Happy Place yes. on Facebook. That started two weeks ago today. Oh, yes, this is fantastic. You've uh, kindly given me access to this as well and it's uh, wonderful. Yeah. Tell me about this now because as you, you've had to pivot like the rest of us into yeah. the online world. I did. Uh, well, I suppose all of this started a couple of years ago when I joined uh, all the social media things for the first time. I had ignored them completely before that. And one of the things that I do, and it's part of my morning routine, which I find very calming, is that I get up at dawn, any time of the year, I don't care. I, I'm normally up about five in the morning for no particular reason. I just like it. And I go out into the garden and I make a little video, about 20 seconds, of some beautiful thing in nature. And then I get a wellness idea and I voice over that onto the video and I started putting them out on Facebook and Twitter and I got super duper reaction. So I thought then I have to pivot. I, I'm not that rich. I do need some source of income. <laughs> there are no more speaking gigs. So I thought, what if I could do a, a subscription based uh, private group on Facebook? And I put those videos into it. But also, I do, if I may say so, I get nice compliments about my voice. You know, it's it's not too squeaky, I suppose. It there. is calming. It's, it is calming. Well, thank you for saying that instead of me. But that has been said. And that also gave me the idea to record meditations. And I've started now with a meditation for beginners. It's only three minutes long and it will have such super effects on your day in calming you down and really releasing a lot of tensions. So you can start the day with me like that. And then I'll see the day out with you at the other end because I'm also reading you sleep stories. Oh, lovely. Yeah, Oshin in Tiernanog, you know, the wonderful fantasy and falling in love with Niamh. And I can't tell you the ending, but it's in the happy place. <laughs> it's in the happy place. <laughs> and, you know, prior to going out to India, because I have to talk to you about this, this is Ayurveda. This is the uh, ancient Indian system of wellness. Tell me about this now. How were you introduced to this? 
Well, you know, a lot of people would logically assume that that was something I came across for the first time in India. No, not at all. I came across that years earlier, I'd say a good 15 years earlier, in Dublin when I was working in RTE. And it was an Irish GP who just had an interest in what was then called alternative systems of medicine, like reflexology and Reiki and Ayurveda. And I, in those years, always believed that, you know, if you want to live a modern life, have your glasses of wine, your gins and tonics, your, you know, lavish food from time to time, you really have to stop and put something good back in. And that's what that doctor taught me. And he was doing Ayurveda in his practice for that reason, because it's very much a preventative system of illness. You know, here in the Western world, we go to the doctor when there's something wrong. Yes. Not with Ayurveda. You go when you're well and you get all this good stuff put into your immune system. And, you know, once we're allowed to travel again, that's exactly what I intend to do. I was in India Christmas a year ago and I spent two weeks in an Ayurvedic resort there just building up the immune system. And thank God I did so far. Yes, because uh, this, as you said, it's all about the balance. It's all about maintaining that balance in the body. So this obviously has impacted on your life significantly then. It has in a way, but listen, I don't want to give the impression that I'm some goody two-shoes. You know, <laughs> if you wanted to be really good and, and do all this stuff, you need to be a guru up in the Himalayas uh, with a loincloth on you and eating honey, you know, like John the Baptist. I'm a normal middle-aged Western woman, uh, but it does help me a lot. And in particular, the psychology of it. It mm. says that there are just three types of people in the world, and it reveals the characteristics of each type. And you can look at that and identify yourself. And when you do that, your relationships will be better. You'll under your, understand yourself more. And altogether, it'll make you, it'll bring you into a more understanding place. And that's a nice thing. I mean, you know, talking to you and, you know, reading up about you and stuff, you seem to be living a very happy, peaceful life. What is the secret? Because I seem to be constantly on a quest to find mine, BB, you know? Well, I was on the quest for years, you know, and it, it's a never ending quest and it gives me great pleasure and satisfaction to read some more and research some more and maybe write about it or speak to you about it or put it into Bibi's happy place as a little post. Uh, I think for me, there are many things, but one key element to the way I would live a life would be acceptance. What does acceptance mean? It means that you accept without fighting the various things that happen around you. And, and for example, here in the Western world, again, I would say we're very aggressive in the way we talk. We're going to fight cancer. Mm. We're going to fight this. I don't like that language. India has a much gentler approach to living, and it has its faults too in many of them. But if, for example, take COVID, we're all, we all could be extremely scared of it. Uh, I'm near enough a vulnerable age, I suppose, too. But what's the point? What is the point in worrying about something that may never happen to you when you could be celebrating some of the good things around you? And there are good things around everyone listening today. You just need to take a moment, pause, and here's a little exercise. After this, write down six things that you can be grateful for, six good things. And you know, Sinead, most people will write about partners or, or yeah. children or that that's good too i'm going to suggest one that most people don't think of today i am grateful for my breath mm. because if i didn't have my breath 
well, let's not go there. Yeah. So, yeah. There Bring are it lots back of simple. Bring it back yeah. to the very simple things. Absolutely. And, you know, uh, just uh, getting some messages here, BB, for you. Mm. Uh, coming in on 0861800658. BB is speaking an awful lot of sense. Wonderful to hear you again. Uh, that's coming in oh. from Karen. Uh, BB is fantastic. Uh, lovely to hear her on the show with you today, uh, Sinead. Oh. That's coming in from Sheila. Uh, smiling, listening in to BB. What a tonic that's coming in from Ray. So these are just some, some of the messages coming in for you, uh, BB. But, Oh, you know, when, when you talk about that, and I, I agree with you on the gratitude, and that is something that I do every night mentally before I go to bed. And I know yeah. I probably should be writing it down. It's a bit more powerful to, to write it down. It but is. what is the biggest challenge you've overcome in your life? And what have you learned about yourself from going through the experience? Oh, crikey. You know, I've been on this earth for so many decades. I probably have about 200 of them at this stage, <laughs> knocked up or notched up. Um, I would say the biggest challenge was the biggest learning curve. And those two things always go together in life anyway. And it came to me, I'll try to keep this really short. It was when I, as I mentioned earlier, with no previous business experience or qualification, decided to do a startup in a developing country. And uh, I brought with me all the Westerners that I had then. Everything must be on time. Do it now. That can be better. And oh, boom, boom, boom. Mm. Oh, my God of Almighty. By Indian law, I had to have an Indian business partner. And I was introduced to this person, a young Indian man, and he became my partner. He was young in age, but old, so ancient in spirit. And as we opened the hotel, we suddenly were full and we weren't really ready for it. And I think I went into panic and he went off to visit his mammy earlier on because that's what you do. You go and you visit your mammy. <laughs> and suddenly we were full and I was on my own. Uh, and I developed this pain down my right arm and I started to feel very unwell. So he came back up and he took a look at me and I explained to him, I said, I have to go to a hospital or a hotel for a day or two. There's something not right. And he said to me, and I'll never forget it. Which is more important to you, your job or your life? And, you know, to this day, it's always the life and the health that for me come first. We can fit the job in around that. Many people don't do it that way. They're killing themselves with the rush. Mm. And I think they're wrong. So that was my big life lesson. Yeah. Oh, what a life lesson it was. Yeah. And, you know, if you could go back, you know, in time to you as a child and offer yourself some advice about the life that you will lead, what advice would you like your younger oh. self to know? Well, now, um, I tell you, there's one book. I, I've read so many books, like most people, like a lot of people. But I read a lot of this self, self-help stuff back probably in the 70s when it first became fashionable. There was one, I think it came out in the 90s, uh, it was called Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. Uh, but what I loved was the subheading underneath that. It was Don't Sweat the Small Stuff. It's all small stuff. <laughs> and it is, you That's know. Great. It is really. It is. It is. And so, when you say that to yourself, you're immediately calmer, actually. Yeah, I wish I'd known it ages yeah. ago. Yeah. yeah, but there we go. I'm glad I know it now. Thank you so yeah. much. And now I know you've touched on it there, but could you share your morning routine with us? So you get up at 5am, which is early, BB. I don't know if I could get out of bed at 5 I don't need that much sleep. Again, if you go to Ayurveda, you'll find that of the three types of people, that, and they talk about the physical and the mental characteristics, I'm the one that needs the least sleep. Whereas Western doctors will tell you we all need Eight hours. Mm. No, 
we're all different shapes, sizes, colors, desires, emotions. So why would we just all be the same for eight hours? I've never accepted that. I get up whenever I waken up, and that's four or five. Uh, I don't set an alarm clock, nothing like that. And I, I have a couple of things. Actually, I've written them, believe it or not, for next Monday in Bibi's Happy Place. Uh, I have three little exercises there uh, that you can do in the morning. One is when you're waking up, just lay on in the bed and stretch. A very good stretch from top to toe, arms raised above your head. And then another one is when you put your feet down in the ground at the side of the bed, and you, you probably have bare feet there, Feel yourself grounded to the earth. Feel yourself earthed. And it gives you a lovely, calming way to start the day. And then I'll say something positive to myself, like one of the things from the book mm -hmm. or mantras that are in the other place. Uh, and what was the one? There was one particular that I mentioned last Wednesday in the happy place that I like. Today, uh, no, I can't remember, but here's one uh, in the book. Be the light in one person's life today. Be the light in one person's life. In other words, get on the old phone there or send a text to one person that might be feeling a bit low. And that's how you do it. Well, Bibi, you've yeah. certainly been the light in my life today. Thank you so, so much uh, for taking the time out to give us much needed Monday motivation. Continued success with thank the happy you. book and the happy place. And thank you so much for joining me. Absolute pleasure. Thank you. That's Bibi Baskin there. You can find her, bbbaskin.com. She's on Facebook, Twitter, LinkedIn, all across social media. And the happy book is out now. Flexibility is great. That's why there's yoga. Flexibility for your insurance coverage is great too. That's why there's United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, United Healthcare Insurance Plans offer flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. One of these plans may be right for you if you're, say, between jobs, coming off your parents' plan, turning a side hustle into a full hustle, or even missed open enrollment. Want more flexibility? Find out more about United Healthcare Insurance Plans at uh1.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads, generally, for most people, are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade.